0: Ready to get skinamarinked? <laughs> oh, baby, you know I am. Um, I'm ready to get skinamarinked into into oblivion. Just Until like all I, those all I, I see is. Yeah,
1: I want to get skinner ring so hard I'm in an infinite hallway of Legos
0: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I want to get skinner ring so hard that all I see is film grain over my entire life <laughs> your constant so, vision is just film grain yeah just like noise filters constantly
1: <laughs> <laughs> static constantly
0: plays yeah <laughs> uh, fair use cartoons are always on oh that's all I can ever watch whenever I see yeah. a TV you can only watch <laughs> early twenties Water Brother cartoons.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, we watched the uh, very now popular um, Skinnamarink. Um, yeah. It's for for those that don't know, Skinnamarink is a film uh, directed by Kyle Edward Ball, super low budget. Um, essentially. Uh, the plot and and by plot I mean this is the most of the plot you will you will get um, is essentially uh, it's set in 1995. a uh, brother and sister who are about I think they say like five years old uh, w- wake up their parents are gone and all of the windows and doors to the outside are also gone. so they're trapped. They got skin-a-marinked. Um And it, it's a very simple concept and if you were to tell me you could stretch that out to an hour and 40 something minutes i'd be like you're crazy but somehow <laughs> this guy does and he takes it super yeah. fucking far um, yeah
0: it's yeah it's crazy
1: uh so so before we get into i think our thoughts and stuff i want to kind of go over the background because this this one i feel is a very interesting place because it's very similar a lot of people compared to paranormal activity um, in the sense mm-hmm. that it was made on dirt cheap um, and through basically just word of mouth made a shitload of money Yeah, uh, this one was made on a budget of $15,000 and it made $12 million or not sorry $2 million scratch that $2 million and it got I'm also very impressed a movie like this got a theatrical release
0: yeah, I think that's um that's the thing I want to applaud. More, yes. More than, more than anything else is that uh, recently it seems like movies movie theaters have been doing this like Terrifier two. Yes. Fucking weird ass a crowd funded movie that somehow made it into a theater and now this it's like. It's pretty cool that they're starting to take chances on like really weird smaller films. Here's And it seems to have been paying off. The thing, I think there's two reasons for that. One, movie theaters are dying. <laughs> Love it yeah. or hate
1: it. It's the fact. I think they're yeah. desperate. Um they're like, sure, why not? We'll show this. It's cheap probably cheaper for them to get than fill a fucking Disney movie in there. Um But I think partly I think it is the success of Terrifier Two uh because that was just i mean the first terrifier it was it was relatively popular you know um it it like wasn't a household name or anything but you talk to really any horror fan and they know it or have an opinion on it um so when the second one came out it was like pretty anticipated and it was like oh one weekend the unrated cut in a theater sweet i know we were there first chance we got because that was Mm -hmm. fucking cool and i've never experienced anything like that in a theater um but then it just made a bunch of money so the theaters were like, hey, let's just do it next weekend. It made double the money. So they're like, let's just keep going. And I think didn't it have like an eight-week run. It was something crazy like that.
0: Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was in and there like, for a lot longer than I think they anticipated. Yeah, and it made a, a bunch of money for a
1: budget. I think the budget was only like $500,000. Mm-hmm. or like seven hundred thousand. Right. But it made like over $30 million. Yeah. Um, and so I think theaters are like, wait, so you're telling me we can – pay less to get more cheaper <laughs> and independent films in the theater and people will actually watch them <laughs> what yeah
0: <laughs> so it's, it's definitely people are at a turning point point in with film now where it's like they want to see something weird and interesting when they go to the theater rather than the same it, schlock yeah ant-man versus the wasp 3 or whatever yeah where it's qu- like quantum of solace of Ant- <laughs> yeah Man. Dude, I was so depressed looking at Showtimes for that movie and seeing, like, 60,000 a day. It's, like, taking am... up, like, 15 screens every day. So many years ago, I think it was after <laughs> I watched Infinity
1: War, I took a vow yeah. I'm not going to give Disney any of my money. <laughs> Unfortunately, because of how much I love my girlfriend, I'm breaking that vow <laughs> um, this weekend. <laughs> so I'm sure on the next episode, if you want... um. To ask me about my opinion of Ant Man versus the Wasp
0: to Quantum of Solace, I will give you that opinion. (laughs) I love calling it Ant Man versus the Wasp, by the (laughs) way. I think that is so fucking funny. (laughs) Yeah. That started I heard Uh, Mike Stokossa from Red Letter Media started saying that one time and I was like, That sounds such like an old person stupid thing to say. (laughs) And it's so funny (laughs) because aren't they like friends? Yeah, isn't that oh, the yeah, thing? They're, on, they're like they're like husband and wife almost.
1: Oh, nice! Hell yeah! <laughs> I mean, okay, I'm gonna be honest. I'm going for Greg Turkington. That's he how ends. I'm framing it too. Yeah, let's let's face it. He saved the Marvel Cinematic Universe. He saved <laughs> Phase Five of Marvel or whatever. So, but but much uh, like Disney, let's talk about uh, other horrors beyond human comprehension,
0: Skinnamarink. Um, <laughs> nice transition. I like it. <laughs> thank you. Thank um, you.
1: So, yeah. And, and I mean, this is so cheap. I was reading um, like the behind the scenes. They just rented uh, cameras and equipment from like their local, like uh, I don't know what you call it, like library, a place where, you know, they rent out that kind of equipment, like university or whatever. Um, and one thing that's cool, which I think adds effectiveness to the film, is he actually filmed it in his childhood home. Oh, which okay is really weird, considering the movie is based on a nightmare he had in that same home. Interesting. Okay, and his nightmare was basically exactly what you saw: his parents disappeared one night, he couldn't escape the house, and there was some kind of entity or monster in the house. Which wow, is a dream that I feel like a lot of people have.
0: Um, yeah and now that you mention that it it has a very dreamlike quality throughout the whole thing where it does Mm -hmm. feel like it's ever never ending nightmare so this
1: um kyle edward ball he kind of got his start on youtube actually um Mm -hmm. and his channel is based off of like i guess videos on nightmares i didn't check it out um that's just what i was reading about his like biography um, and, uh, I call him like basically his first, he made a feature, uh, not feature film, a short film called heck, which is basically a smaller version of skidmering. And yeah. he, he basically would ask in his videos like, Hey, tell me your nightmares in the comments, you know? Mm-hmm. And it was just kind of like a collection of them. So it, it is very similar. And I, I can't believe I'm saying this to house, uh, the Japanese movie how oh, okay um in the sense that basically the director um his daughter has writing credits in that movie because the entire movie he basically just asked her what what are your nightmares and she would just tell him <laughs> he's like okay I'm gonna make that a movie um, oh wow okay but rather than it being very fun uh Kyle Ball said no, let's make it very scary
0: okay let's, let's make you pee pee yourself because it's a nightmare <laughs> um and, and the other cinematic classic that uses this uh, yes. form of storytelling is Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Elaborate. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it was. It, it's the same thing. It's um, Robert Rodriguez That's went true, to his right. his son, and he was like, "Hey, buddy, want, want to help me write a movie?" And then <laughs> Shark, his, Shark his Shark son Boy. came up with Shark Boy and Lava Girl. <laughs> sure, bug it. We need more movies where just let kids
1: write it yes you know this is
0: a we need a trilogy
1: give me a 200 million dollar movie in the hands of a five-year-old <laughs> yes i'm sure greatness will come of it <laughs> just just let him get the characters and the loose plot and then hire like fucking like david fincher or something to just
0: piece <laughs> it all together and, and make like a good narrative driven story try to make it into a comprehensible movie yes <laughs> That would actually be really cool, I'm not gonna lie. That would be very funny. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> well, a lot of people that I've been seeing they're like, why is it called Skinnamarink? Um and I was thinking that. That's too. what I was like, wondering. I was like, okay, I'm like, is the monster or energy or whatever it is, is that his name? Um literally nothing to do with the movie. Um I I looked it up, uh he said that it is based on a Canadian child song called Skidamarink. And the only reason the movie's called Skin-A-Marink is he changed the D to an N because he didn't want children looking up this song and finding his movie.
2: Oh, which okay.
1: Which is actually very nice and considerate. Yeah. No, that's awesome. So,
0: <laughs> yeah, good, good on you. Yeah, the guy, um, I read an article with the director of this briefly and he seems mm-hmm. like a really down-to-earth guy and i liked a lot of you with what he was saying about horror yeah how you know, to execute it it's and you could see in the film he he knows what he's doing
2: let's just yes. say that
1: <laughs> yeah um yeah, it's and it, it's cool. cool because he it, which is so bizarre he said his main influence was black christmas really in terms of the style
2: um wow.
1: simply because a lot of that movie is just hallways um and shots of like furniture and stuff like that with nothing actually happening but okay because of like it creates like suspense and tension because of like the implications that you have knowing like what's going on right you know like you know there's a killer in the house you know the characters don't know and now you're just showing me this like 20 second shot of a hallway that's kind of <laughs> spooky
2: you know? <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> but I guess uh, I was reading him and the cinematographer would be like, yeah, get the Black Christmas shot when they were like
0: filming like the hallways and stuff like that. I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. Wow. Um, you know, that's interesting. That Now that you mentioned the Black Christmas comparison, I can kind of see the inspiration there. I mean, we, we talked about Black Christmas on this this show yes. and I had never seen it previously and I, I love yes. that movie. So now that you mention, yeah. I could see a lot of those those similarities.
1: It's it's a very *Skin is a very less is more movie, and I think horror works really well with that mindset. Oh yeah, um, absolutely. Just, just allow your audience to fill in the blanks.
0: Yeah, in the in the interview that I was reading, because um, when I watched this movie, it kept mentioning this, um, the name of this guy it was like in memory of. This dude. And it was like, and it was like, and thanks to the family of this guy, or else this movie never would have been made. Mm -hmm. So I was like, what is up with that? What is that story? I thought at first it was like a movie based on a true story. Yeah. Maybe this is like some you know, someone actually died in real life. But Mm -hmm. I found out it was it's the guy's assistant director, who was apparently with him from the very beginning, like even in the short film. Uh-huh. Um, heck, he helped out with that. And he mysteriously, after filming the film and before they were able to release it, he passed away in 2021. Uh-huh. Um, they haven't publicly said why, but it's definitely seemed very sudden and tragic for everybody. Okay. Um, so yeah. And then it, he had this whole interesting story about how he had to like, um, like come kind of come to terms with his friend's death and like, be like, you know, he would have wanted this movie released. I, I should continue and finish this. Like, because we finished the whole thing. It's all shot. Mm -hmm. Um, and he, he, it was like kind of a, it's a kind of a wholesome story. And one thing that I thought was kind of, um, interesting is that, um, when, uh, the guy passed away, he had all the audio for the film on his laptop. Mm. So, and um, and it was with his family, obviously, so he was like, wow, okay, so all the audio for the film was on that laptop, so now I got to, like, find some way of being, without seeming like I. that's all I want. it, yeah. Yeah, and try to get that, and, like, so he can finish the movie, because he wanted to use the audio that they, that he was involved with. Right. Because if he just made new audio that he said that would have been disrespectful to his memory. Yeah. Because he um, made it, yeah right yeah and he was like i, I want to use that audio because that's what we worked on together so it was like it's a very cool story and like it's it, oh, um, nice really seems like a labor of love yeah um, this for sure feels like a passion project for sure yeah yeah absolutely and i, I actually did watch the short film oh you did how um, was it yeah i liked it um i liked it more than the actual movie i will say oh. that
1: <laughs> is it one of those things where it's like, uh, well, like I said earlier, less is more. Where it's just um, a shorter, yeah. condensed is better than long and stretched
0: out. Yeah. It had all of the same kind of beats and a lot of the same imagery,
2: mm-hmm.
0: but it was like, uh, it was like a condensed version of it. And, um, it, for me, it was easier to tell what was going on in it as well because it wasn't made, um, with, like, an experimental cinematography gotcha. to it, not as much. It felt more like a YouTube video quality type thing, if that makes mm-hmm. any sense. Like a cursed and, video? Right. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And that kind of almost made it more creepy to me. But I'm also a fan of, like, weird, creepy YouTube videos that come out of nowhere. So that could yeah. just be me, you know. Okay, but, I'll, I'll have to check it out. I was debating on watching it. Yeah, no, it's it's pretty cool. It's, like, um, it's... Almost the same thing as the movie. Just some slight changes here and there. Okay. Well,
1: let's segue into the main subject. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Skidamarink. Now, I don't know if we necessarily need to say spoilers, because I think the entire plot of this movie is up for interpretation. Yeah. (laughs) But I will say if you don't want some of the scares spoiled for you... Um, cause I think we will be talking about that, but honestly, like, I don't think there's much really to spoil
2: <laughs> cause this I don't is think def- so.
0: definitely more of a movie you feel rather than watch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this, but this movie is like dread personified. This movie it's is, like... um, every fear I had as a nineties kid into one movie <laughs> that's fair too yeah and i'm i'm
1: actually very curious um and i'll let you know because my i told my dad because my dad was asking me like oh like i heard this movie and i saw it's on shutter like what is it like i don't have not watched it yet but like i'll let you know how it is and i told him it's good and he should watch it so i'm i'm curious if he will think it is as scary as we do because mm. this this is definitely a 90s kid movie i could see you that. Know? yeah yeah for sure so, I'm interested in like the different ages um and how they feel about it. see how they react yeah <laughs> um but i'll I'll start off by saying my thoughts i don't think it's a perfect movie um however, yeah. I think it's really good <laughs> um uh, and i'll I'll give my reasons why, um yeah. I, you know, I, I've said countless times um, in these episodes, I like movies that do something new and that I've never seen before. Um, and okay. that is majority of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, I did not think you could make a feature length film out of just still shots of hallways. But here we are. The, the man did it. And I will tell you, there was not a single moment I wasn't like glued to the screen. um okay my 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 other reason is that um we're we're horror guys you know we just watch horror movies because we like it and it's fun um and i know that my interpretation of a scary movie is different than other people's you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like uh just this week we were like uh, me and my girlfriend were looking for a movie to watch um and i was like oh like we could watch this this and this um and she's like i don't want to watch anything scary and i was like what you know (laughs) they were all horror movies but i was like they're not like scary like they're not horror like you know like to my brain was like those aren't scary you know right but i'm like oh to a normal person yeah yeah
2: that's probably Those are pretty scary. scary. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, so my tolerance for like scares are pretty high just cuz I watch so much. Mhm. So, the other reason why I like this movie so much is because there's only four movies that have scared me in my life. Uh, Pulse, the Japanese one, not the shitty American remake. Uh Mahal and <laughs> Drive, <laughs> specifically one scene and, you know, the scene later towards the end. Um even rewatching it now, I'm like filled with dread. Um, even though I've seen it many times. Um, and the third yeah. one is Lake Mungo. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That's you know, one for I, me. You were the one that told me to watch it. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, "Oh <laughs> fuck!" when I watched it. <laughs> um. And the fourth one is Skinamaruk. <laughs>
2: okay. So
1: wow. It, this is one of the few movies that genuinely scared me. The last 15 minutes. Okay. Let me. You have to watch this movie alone in the dark. Like, it's oh, essential. Yeah. That's Absolutely. how I watched it. Um, The last 15 minutes, my entire body had goosebumps. Like, <laughs> like my hair raised. Like, I'm not even scared about sounding like a little baby right now. Mm-hmm. Like, I will admit, as a grown man, that this movie freaked me out. Um... <laughs> And, and it could just be, I, even as a kid, and I think most kids do, the dark is scary. Yeah. Um, yeah. As a kid, I remember waking up in the middle of the night, having to pee. And it seemed like that walk to, from the hallway to the bathroom at night was the scariest thing ever. (laughs) And I would have to like run. I would like stop. I'd look down the hallway make sure there's there's no creatures in the dark and i would run and turn that light on as fast
0: as possible oh absolutely and, and you, you'd is... be lucky if you had a night light in the hallway or something yes <laughs> see my problem was i the lights the light switch for the hallway wasn't near my room
1: so I oh i go. see and another thing is back um now we have the luxury of having TVs in every room mm-hmm. um but back then we didn't so i would stay up late on, like, set weekends, you know, Friday, Saturday nights, playing games down in the living room, my parents were already in bed. So, when I was done, I had to, like, turn off all the lights and get up to my room. And that was scary. Dang, yeah. <laughs> no, that's terrifying. That's that's really scary. And this was before phones, so I didn't even have, like, a phone flashlight or anything. And I'm, like, a little kid. Mm-hmm. So, and th- that's that's what Skinnamarink is.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely.
1: I was just saying, as, as an adult... You you can rule out the irrational, right? Like, obviously, there's no monsters. Obviously, there's nothing trying to kill me in, in the home that I live in. Um. However, there's always that childlike fantasy in the back of your head where I'm always scared. You know, I turn off the lights. I look down the hallway. Maybe I see eyes, you know? Okay. <laughs> Maybe I see a face. That's just, I don't care who you are. That is always in the back of your head. Mm-hmm. You know?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I, I, I remember mm-hmm. um even um going from dark hallways and being like just about to get in back into the room to like yep. safety in quotation yes. marks yes. and like running the last yep. part of it just like jumping into your bed. Jump
1: in and close that <laughs> door really quick. <laughs> yeah. Yep.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's um it's a weird thing where it's like uh I would almost describe it as like suburban horror. Yeah, because like you're just like inside this like suburban house and there's something really scary about the inside of a suburban house at night. That's like kind of indescribable. It's, It's
1: very cursed.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I don't.
1: There's so many things in this movie that resonates with me and things like we talked in the Black Christmas episode. You talked about something about at night when a Christmas tree is on and that's the only light source is kind of creepy. hmm Yeah. And, like, yeah. I could not tell you for the life of me why, but I fully understand that statement. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and that is a lot of this movie is stuff that you always are just kind of, like, creeped out about. Oh, yeah, and absolutely. I wouldn't call it, like, it's very similar to why, like, limial spaces are scary. Mm-hmm. like liminal spaces you know yeah because this is like this house is like very lived in but it's that kind of like um aura to it mm-hmm. there there's a twitter account i follow called mythos america and and it's and it's like that it's like pictures of like just like suburban america that are just very i don't know uncanny like okay you know what it's, i would describe Skidamarink as nostalgia horror. Okay, if that makes sense. No, not, that, that not makes nostalgia, perfect sense. Like, oh, Stranger Things set in the eighties. Remember pinball? Whoa, <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, it's it's it is just from a dude who was a nineties kid that was like, how can I take all of these childhood fears and put them in a movie? And not so much plot-wise, but just through feeling alone.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And it works. <laughs> yeah, it's so, it's, a, it's very much a, a feeling-type movie, because there's not much of a plot going on, which isn't necessarily no. a bad thing. I think no. for some people it can be, which I think is why we've seen such polarizing reactions yes. to this movie because it's very like you love it or you hate it
1: a lot of the reviews are like this is boring nothing happens right yeah i know i we we make that joke a lot whenever we watch like uh like more of like an artsy movie because you always see those reviews like oh nothing happened what the heck (laughs) um and that's funny because like no if you were paying attention to the movie clearly there was a beginning middle and end character arcs all that stuff skid I'm okay with you saying that.
2: <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, this is
1: the one time, like, you can get away of going, nothing happened, and
0: that's why I didn't like it. I'd be like, yeah, okay. That's fair. <laughs> that's perfectly okay. I was almost comparing it to Mad God. Like, Ooh, um, kind of while I, I was watching it, because um, Mad God is very visual-based. Yes. It's all about the visuals, really, and there's very, there's not much story. It's really just a an excuse to have a bunch of visuals kind of stringed together that look interesting. Yeah. And you can uh, somewhat piece together a plot yeah. or a story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I feel like this skin and rank is very, in very that same similar. vein. Yeah. Like you, there's like a very loose story going on, but it's mostly about the visuals and the the crafting of them. And I think that part of it is very, very successful. Like yes. I, I, there wasn't a moment in this movie where I was like, I I wasn't, like, terrified, mm-hmm. like, crawling out of my skin, like, feeling, like, so anxious and just, like, creeped out. And that's
1: the genius behind a lot of the cinematography, is not a single frame feels safe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, there's never once you can relax. Mm-hmm. From even even before they get skinamarinked, like, when the kids are just,
0: like, playing, and the dad's <laughs> there, and you still have this, like, dread. yeah. I think one thing that really helps that I noticed very early on is not showing anyone's face. Yes. Especially the the kids who are basically yeah. the main characters. You only really see like their feet and
1: hands. Mm-hmm. Like nothing is in frame. <laughs> no. <laughs> this is like This is like the opposite of a Wes Anderson movie. Like yeah. you see
0: the corners of things. <laughs> you yes, see that's... like the feet of furniture <laughs> um and when yeah. you see things full on it's meant to terrify you
1: yes when you like, see something full on
0: you're like this is weird and i don't like it and this thing they're showing me is scary <laughs> yes <laughs> it's like not being able to because like you know like the, the face is a portal into someone's soul for mm. really it's like to not have for the movie to not give you that human connection where it's, it's almost like a relief for that to happen where Mm -hmm. you can look into someone's face and relate to what they're going through. Yeah. And like you and not having that comfort, I guess you'd call it is like, it really adds to the creepiness of it and it makes you, yeah, it, it makes it very dreamlike and just, really really creepy beyond explanation and i think that also allows you to project yourself more onto
1: the characters that's true yeah because you, yeah. you really do feel in their shoes especially when it goes to the shots of like the kids like walking through the mm-hmm. halls and stuff um and one thing i think is very interesting is the fact the choice of the kids in this movie and their age specifically of being five because mm-hmm. I feel like at the age of five, you are old enough to function without an adult, relatively. Like, obviously, you can't, like, fucking cook a steak. But, <laughs> yeah. But you could, like, you know, open the pantry and eat some cereal. You know, you can go to the bathroom by yourself. You can technically function without an adult. But mm-hmm. you're still at that age where you think, like, SpongeBob is real, you know? So like, <laughs> so like when weird shit happens, you like okay this is like this is this is normal because nothing in the world has told me otherwise.
0: You oh know? yeah, you're yeah. at that
1: age where fantasy can still be real. So right, if I see a monster, I don't go oh, that's a scary monster because I've never seen anything like it. You just go oh okay, this is happening, and the kids go with it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think if it was an, adult, obviously if it was an adult, this would be a totally different movie. It would just be them trying to get out of a house. Um, oh yeah, absolutely. Even, even if it was like a 10 year old, different movie. But the fact that they're like five and the kids are just going with it. <laughs> <Yes>. Like, <laughs> like we, I would be like, holy shit, holy shit. Where are my parents? Why are there no windows? What the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? I'd be freaking out, right? But these mm-hmm. kids are just like, where's dad? And they're like, I don't know. Do we watch TV? Okay. You know? They just play right. with Legos. They're like, it's like I, I, I think we need to wake to up. Them. Yeah, it's just like, they're just being kids. Like, they don't understand that the situation they're
0: in is not normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, um, they're like, they're too young to even understand what's going on. That, yeah, that's. Part of what makes it so creepy and scary to watch. Yes. Now, I was also thinking of um, another subconscious thing that I think works really well for the movie is the use of, like, filters and, mm-hmm. like, the noise effect they're using yes. to make it look, like, kind of old. And um, it almost makes it look, like, archival Yeah, footage. Like, and they're like, not really going for the found footage feel. No, yeah, because it's not really a found...
1: Footage Footage. film, yeah. It looks like a found footage movie if you watch like the trailer
0: and see like the promotional stuff, but
1: it's not. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I think that helps give it this feeling of like you're watching something that's has already happened. Yes, and there's nothing you can do about it. Yes, I like Like so
1: when I'm watching a movie and it feels like I'm watching something I shouldn't be watching.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And I feel like a lot of horror movies now are like, it's about um, putting yourself in the character's shoes and thinking about what I would do to get out yes. of the situation. And it's very, it feels very in the in the in the like moment in like mm-hmm. present, like yes. Scream, like uh, Halloween, mm-hmm. but, like this is like when you have something like this that feels like it's already taken place. It feels like you're. Like strapped in there's nothing you can do about it like this horror that you're watching is happening no matter what like you You just have to experience all all the dread
2: (laughs) yes
0: it's it's a very cool um very creepy feeling and i was reading um about their choice of using subtitles oh
1: okay Um, yeah he was saying he wanted to give it he called it analog horror feel which is like the idea of kind of like found footage, but it's kind of like what you're touching on. Like the idea you're watching something like kind of like uploaded mysteriously, you know? Yeah. Like you shouldn't be watching this thing. Like this was archived and now you found it and you're watching it. (laughs) Um, Yeah. But he really liked that vibe of having the characters talking, but so soft. You can't actually understand what they're saying without subtitles. Yeah. Yeah. And it works extremely well. Oh, God, yeah. Because the movie's not loud at all either. No. (laughs) Except
0: maybe, like, one scare. It is loud at certain points. Like, when the kids scream, Yeah, that's, like, pretty ear-splitting. But Um, I'm
1: just saying, like, overall, it's, like, a very, like, quiet... Oh, yeah. ...somber movie. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, one... Even, like... (sighs) One line that really fucked me up was, <laughs> towards the end, uh, the kid asks whatever was the entity, monster, ghost, whatever you want to call it. He just asks him, can we watch something happy now? Mm-hmm. And for some reason, that fucked me up.
2: Because <laughs> it's incredibly
1: creepy. <laughs> Yeah, because at that point you know that the entity or whatever has like full control of this kid, and it's just, the kid's just like okay,
2: mm-hmm.
1: whatever. <laughs> um, there there's so much stuff. Okay, so before we get, I because I do want to talk about a lot of the specific scenes. Okay, um, but I do want to talk about maybe somewhat of our interpretations. Um, okay so the main one thematically my main takeaway is i feel like it is about child abuse um
2: because we're
1: the only bit of character stuff we're given is that the parents are divorced um because in the beginning when the kid falls down the stairs he's like talking to the wife or ex-wife or the mom whoever and he's explaining, like, oh, you know, we went to the hospital, he, He's fine, he didn't need that many stitches. Um, and it's, like, obviously, like, if the mom was at home, he wouldn't be having that conversation, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and there's a scene shortly after uh, the skin of a rinking happens, and the, <laughs> the kids are turn on the TV, and I think the boy says, like, where do you think mom and dad went? And the girl just goes, I don't want to talk about mom. Um, Which I thought was very interesting. Yeah. Um, So I feel like um, maybe the mother is abusive. Maybe the father's abusive. I don't know. Um, But Mm -hmm. it's basically these kids that essentially are trapped in a prison of their own home. You know? Yeah. Which is something a child would feel like if they were abused by their parents. Because they can't escape it. It's their Mm -hmm. home. So... I feel like that's the main theme
0: of the film. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think I got that even very early on when um the dad at the very beginning, before anything weird is happening, he's talking on the phone to the someone on the phone and he's saying like Oh yeah, he just fell down the stairs. Mm-hmm. He's okay, but he fell down, yes. down the stairs and hit his head. It's like that's always oh, that's that's a very common excuse for yes, abuse. Yeah. When like Mm -hmm. the parents are trying to explain an injury to someone else, and like why the kid is injured, Um, Mm -hmm. so yeah, I I definitely, I was getting the same kind of vibes, um, the abuse theme vibes from it. Right. Now my um
1: plot interpretation, (laughs) oh god, (laughs) is what the fuck it's about. Well, well, first of all, I want to talk about how this movie just turns into cosmic horror um, <laughs> and it and it rules mm-hmm. it's awesome. I love cosmic horror um because towards the end uh we get like a fucking like time jump of like 570 days I assume that's what it meant yeah um, that that's how long the kids have been in there. how time works in the skin of Marink house I don't know. You know, maybe it's, like, the Black Lodge, you know? (laughs) It could be that many days, but it's actually, like, however many years or the opposite, where it's Mm. been an hour, but it feels like, it is, like, 300 days. I don't know. But there's, and then there's that shot of, like, the house just in the middle of openness, just nothing. (laughs) So it's almost, all right, here we go. Another episode where we (laughs) mention Twin Peaks. Um
2: (laughs) <laughs> it's inevitable.
0: So, I was going to mention it earlier when you were mentioning things that genuinely scared you. Yes. And um, I agreed with like all almost everything you said. I would add Sleepaway Camp and then Part 18 of Twin Peaks The Return. Oh, yeah. Just because of how existentially horrifying that whole yeah. ending is. She can um, um, scream. Yeah, she screams. <laughs> um, <laughs> cosmic horror, man.
1: Um... It's just okay. I, uh, okay, caught myself. Twin Peaks. Yeah. I got, I, Twin Peaks get too many gears turning in my head. Uh, <laughs> so my maybe interpretation. Hmm. I have talked to you about this. Um. Now, none of my theories in Twin Peaks—they always change. Um. They always kind of like ooh. I put more pieces together. But I believe that um. The like red room, lodge entities, all that um are existing in our world however on a different plane of existence. The one um you know how like uh we can like electricity moves mm-hmm. shit like that. Is yeah. on a different plane. The something that we can't see. Mhm. Um which Twin Peaks kind of hints at that a lot with electricity yeah Um, transporting through like the outlets and shit like that so i think maybe this entity or whatever (laughs) has is working on that plane and is somehow pulling this house the kids whatever it is into almost like one of those like like uh little pockets like the red room and black lodge and shit like that
2: yeah
0: Uh, yeah I got that same impression as well. It's like an alternate world. It's yes. just like slightly different from our own. Is but
1: so like and again, I, I don't even want to get into. In the reality, are those kids going through that? Like, mm-hmm. like is it? Is this house just fine? And all this shit is going on inside, but like it's perfectly fine <laughs> on the outside. You know what I mean? Did it yeah, doesn't get matter. Pulled. It doesn't matter. Who gives a shit? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Think, if i mean if you were to compare whatever the entity is it would almost be like um like a philip Jeffries or uh like yeah. the arm or something Absolutely. like
0: that just a sadistic weirdo in a different dimension now i would say it's i would i would almost say it's like uh judy because yeah judy um, yeah boom there you go something That's, something just like incomprehensibly evil yes that you apps that's just like a force of nature. You can't stop yeah. it. Like it's yeah. it's always there. Mm-hmm. Um, no matter yeah. what. Yeah. So one thing now we're gonna get kind of
1: maybe into schlock territory here.
2: <laughs> oh god. Um, okay.
1: One thing that dialogue I thought was very interesting is when Kaylee goes upstairs uh-huh. um and there's an incredibly scary scene where she sees her dad sitting at the edge of one side of the bed. Oh, she goes up to him and you only see like his pajama pants and feet. And he's like, look under the bed. So she's like, okay. Looks under the bed. There's nothing there. You know, we kind of got we got tricked. Because you it's always <laughs> there's something under the bed. Mm-hmm. You know, and she looks up, he's gone, but her mom's on the other side of the bed. Now, one thing that I think is weird, and this is the interpretation I was getting kind of like on my first watch of this. The mom seemed pretty chill. Mm-hmm. She was like, Kaylee, just do what I say. You know, almost like she knows what's going on. Um, And there's specifically that line where she's like, I want you to know that your father and I love you very much. Yeah. She's like, now close your eyes. Mm-hmm. Is that the entity manifesting itself as the parents? I don't know. Is that the parents that have gotten taken away? I don't know schlock territory did the parents know (laughs) about this entity and they've been fucking around (laughs) with it oh god you know yeah maybe there's some kind of paranormal scientists oh my god and that's why they bought the house sex magic um but all that's stupid and doesn't matter um <laughs> however just that scene gave me a little hinkling at I feel like the parents, at least the mom knows something's up. The, yeah, they might know something. They I think that's fair to say. On. Or it could very much be they were pulled into that dimension and because they're adults, they're comprehending it maybe a bit more. Um and again, we don't know what the time is like in that dimension. They could have been in there for a hundred years, you know. Um, but that scene is scary. That scene is very scary, <laughs> and and that's like the first I feel scare mm-hmm. of of the movie. Uh, so that's that's my kind of interpretation, you could say, I guess. Mm-hmm. Of the film. Okay. Um, I mean, definitely, child abuse is kind of the main theme. Um, yeah, everything else. So. And this is the first time, like, I would say, just it doesn't matter. <laughs> like nothing. <laughs> like trying to piece together, like, like I okay, I I've said this many times. I hate those videos, like the ending explained. Uh, oh God, yeah. Like annihilation ending explained. Just what the heck happened you know because because i think it undermines your own interpretation right say mm-hmm. say i think oh i think skinemarink this was about this and then some schlub on youtube tells me uh, actually because i've paused the frame at this second you can see here we're piecing this all together skinemarink is actually about world war Two, and then i'm like oh Okay, my own feelings that I had while watching the film that then I interpreted using my brain to comprehend it and then take my own meaning away is now gone. Because <laughs> this guy says it's about this thing.
0: Yeah. So yeah. that's why I don't like those videos. So. No, and that's part of the enjoyment of, of um, watching something like this is just figuring it out for yourself and having your own interpretation of it. Yes.
1: That's yes. like... I would absolutely lose my mind at watching those videos of Skinamarink explained. Because the whole point is not to explain it. <laughs> there's <laughs> yeah. nothing to explain.
0: I don't know right. what you would explain. <laughs> like like genuinely. No, it's and you're kind of ruining it for yourself if you're thinking about it in that way. Yes. If you think about it as like some kind of like there's some hidden story here that you're not that you just have to figure out it. It's not that it it's really just it's a very visually like motivated movie it's all about the creepy visuals and it does all of that extremely well yes and i think if you're a person who who likes a scripted plot like that not you're gonna not going to find that even if you've look at up, look up all these videos of it being explained it's it's just not it's just not there anyone it, who's making an ending explained video is stretching Oh, yeah, That's absolutely. For sure. I saw some weird-ass theory that at the end, the entity made the kid stab himself in the eye. Oh, my God. And I was like, what? Where the hell was that in the movie? I get there's blood on the ceiling well, at the end. earlier like... in the
1: movie, he goes, I want you to stab, take a knife to your eye. Oh, um, that was earlier?
0: Yeah, but oh, I, I, I never got the that.
1: interpretation that the kid went along because even in the end, the kid's talking.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's what I was thinking. Like, there's nothing in the movie to indicate that. It seems like it's all just made up. Yeah. I mean, other than I, that line, I guess. Again, this is just your
1: fears visualized. Mm-hmm. More, yeah. more of like what fear feels like, more so than a story. Hmm. Um. But one thing I want to talk about. This is fucking entity. What? What the hell is the deal with this guy? His you name know? is John. His name's John, dude. At at the end, when he's like, "What's your name? What's your name?" I was like, I would lose my mind if he just goes, Skinnamarink
0: <laughs> It's like the ending of
1: Star Wars. <laughs> I'm I'm John Skinamarink. Yeah, John Skinnamarink <laughs> But okay, that would be so, awesome. So, we know that the entity controls this house. Okay. Mm -hmm. He blips things in and out of existence. Um, There's even, like, a funny bit when the kid's like, hey, look, and the toilet, like, disappears. Mm Mm-hmm. And then they, like, throw buckets, and one of the kids is like, gross. (laughs) Yeah. That's funny. (laughs) Maybe the only nice part of the movie is laughing at a kid pooping in a bucket.
0: Yeah, right. (laughs) Um, But he likes to fuck
1: with them, put chairs on the ceiling. Sometimes maybe they'll flip a room upside down. Stuff like that. Take away their Legos. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Possess official price phone. Um, But we learn, maybe like halfway through the movie, um, that you gotta do what he says. Um, Because Katie didn't do what he said. And he tells the boy, Kevin, because she didn't do what he said, he took her mouth away. Which... (laughs) is one of the few scenes we actually see of someone's face, except she doesn't have a mouth.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> Which is incredibly creepy. Oh, God, yeah. It comes out of nowhere, too. Like, whoa, mm-hmm. what the fuck? It comes with a very loud sound, as well. I also want to
1: talk about a genius scare. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't like jump scares. Alright. I I think they're dumb. However, I think they can be done right. And this one is done really good. Um, it's when a kid later in the movie, he has his flashlight, and he's going through the house, and they do that thing where, um, you know, it's a common thing in horror movies when it's dark, maybe they have a Polaroid camera, and they take a picture, so they get a quick flash, you know? Oh, sure. And, and they do that a couple times until eventually that flash is a face, or a monster, or whatever. Mm-hmm. This one, you know, the kid's going into a room, he turns the flashlight on, turns it off. Does that like four times. And you're like, okay, when he's going to hit that button, the 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 monster's going to be there. Something's going to be there, you know? Turns the <laughs> flashlight on, nothing. Turns it off. Cut to the next frame. Before the flashlight's even turned on, you see the eyes of that fucking Fisher Price phone.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. It's
1: genius. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> like, because you expect it to be the light. Mm-hmm. And then he turns it on, and it's that creepy
0: phone. And then, of course, it rings, and its eyes turn to him. Oh, God. Yeah, it's scary as fuck. That was the one moment that really, really got me. Once
1: Kaylee disappears, that's when it is just 20 minutes of just nightmare fuel. (laughs) Oh, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Especially one thing that I really like, and again, playing into the 90s kid fears. I don't know about you, but... Mm -hmm. I always liked when I was a kid sleeping with the TV on. Um, yes. I was luckily fortunate enough at somewhat of a younger age I had a TV in my room um, because I remember we got a new like living room TV and my parents already had one in their room so I just got that TV. So I was like, cool. Nice. Um, TV in my room. I don't know, I was maybe like 8, 9, something like that. But like on weekends I'd stay up late and because it was so late I didn't like how quiet the house was. Hmm. So I would turn on the TV, and when the TV was on, it gave me light, and I felt safe. Right. Mm-hmm. And throughout the movies, these kids keep the TV on for that same reason. To you, you assume. Right. So, so the TV is like signifies safety, right? Living mm-hmm. room, Legos, uh, TV's on. They're safe. That's how kids' brains work. Uh, you have a constant light source, and you can't hear the scary noises. So that means no monster can get you right <laughs> mm-hmm. then we so throughout like later in the film maybe the second half we slowly start to t- see the tv glitch um s- specifically at that part there's like a bit of one of those old cartoony characters and he like grabs the top of his head and his feet and like closes himself till he just disappears oh god um, yeah which is very similar to all the stuff just disappearing Hmm. um and how it would and that mm-hmm. just replays so then, that's when you go. Oh no! Uh, John Skinnamarink has control of the TV, the one beacon of light in Kevin's little life.
2: Mm-hmm. The one and place then, of
1: comfort and safety. Yeah, literally, he he unkindled the last bonfire. If this was Dark Souls. <laughs> oh god. Um, but yeah, and then shortly after, we see the TV slowly just boom turn off and that's when we as an audience know he's fucked right mm-hmm. gone that kid is about to be decimated all right
2: mm-hmm.
0: um
1: and it's shortly after that is when the entity like talks to him like for the first time like one on one. Oh yeah t- that's true yeah and he tells them to like hey go upstairs <laughs> um, and it's so scary because we never see the entity Uh, maybe at the end whatever that was
0: but yeah i don't know what the fuck that was all that was was like the scariest thing i've ever seen in my life (laughs) yeah it was only just the scariest thing
1: my eyes have ever comprehended (laughs) yeah (laughs) um (laughs) but (sighs) so yeah so the entity just has like full control basically of kevin and he tells him hey you don't do what I say. I will take you away like your sister and I'll take your mouth away or do worse, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's when the kid goes upstairs. Um, And this is where it goes into cosmic horror um, because he goes into the bedroom and like we see that shot like back of the door to the hallway and he just gets slowly and slowly like farther back. Mm -hmm. Like and it's like, okay, it's illogical how far he is. You know (laughs) from the door. (laughs) Right. <laughs> and then we see that shot of the hallway where all the Legos are on the ceiling. And then that shot keeps getting pulled back and back and back.
0: Oh yeah, and it's like that super fucking long hallway.
1: Yeah. So it's like where... an infinite
0: hallway. Right. And then it's, we get its dream logic.
1: Yeah, exactly. And yeah. then and then we get that shot of the house in just the abyss. Um oh, it reminded God. me a lot of the end of the Lucio Fauci film Beyond. Which you should definitely watch. Maybe we'll maybe we'll review that movie sometime.
0: We should, because that's I love one of my favorite horror G-
1: movies. Um, but it very, very similar to the end of the Beyond of just nothingness, just the Beyond. Um, it's like, the, believe it or not, it's like that SpongeBob episode where Squidward eats all the Krabby Patties and explodes, um, and he's, and he's in that room, that white. It's just nothingness. You know what I mean? And he's like running around. Yeah. It's literally yeah, I get that. You. <laughs> and and that's scary.
0: Squid uh SpongeBob was like the ultimate form of surreal humor and horror. Yes. Sponge <laughs>
1: Believe it or not,
0: SpongeBob's skin Squidward. <laughs> no. You're not wrong. <laughs> you wanna get skinamarinked Squidward? yeah. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> <laughs> it sounded more like peter griffin yeah that did sound
1: like peter griffin uh, can you imagine like a little like takeaway gig at family
0: guys like that's like that time i got skidamarinked and just peter <laughs> gets peter in the, the home there's no windows that needs to be a video that we make family yeah. guy gets skidamarinked family get peter griffin gets
1: skidamarinked yeah that'd be um, awesome Hell yeah. Um
0: there's so much <laughs> there's so much meme potential with Skinamarink. It really it's, is. It's so funny. And I haven't seen much of the conversation around this film online yet really. So like um just hearing you say all these different fucking memes that have come out about it, it just sounds yeah. hilarious. Twitter great Twitter community. loves it. <laughs> yeah, I bet. And <laughs> and I think it's really nice because I think this movie is terrifying
1: And I don't know about you, but I use humor to cope um, and handle difficult emotions. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So it's very nice that you can joke a lot about this movie. Um, (laughs) I saw one, possibly my my favorite one because it's so subtle. It's just a guy taking a picture and he's just like, finally watching marink, And the picture is like, all you see is maybe the top inch of his TV. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and it's just like the like the back of like the wall up to like the ceiling so it's like basically every shot of Skinnerink.
0: um
1: <laughs> but no yeah skinamarink has a weird place in the online world but i'm so glad there's no like hate like there's a lot of people that don't like it but no one's going like this movie's stupid and you're stupid if you like it
0: you know yeah i i'm i'm happy about that cuz it's I feel like objectively speaking, this is very successful at what it's trying to do. I think. Yes. Yes. Um, and I think it really just comes down to personal preference, whether or mm-hmm. not you, whether or not you like it. Cause I, 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 I highly doubt that if any, if anyone could sit down and watch this movie and feel anxious and dreadful and like, just like overall, just like feeling like you're in a nightmare. Yeah. And I feel like that's what it's trying to accomplish. I mean, you might not like it. I I feel, I think one of the major drawbacks of this for me was I, I think it's too long. Which is but why I kind of said earlier that I like liked the short the, film better. The short Yeah, because I felt like it a lot of times it just felt like shots of like hallways. Mm. And it was like kind of boring at a certain point. But like when scary shit happened, I was like, oh my god, that's the most terrifying thing I've ever mm-hmm. seen. Like the the phone uh, reveal, yeah. and at the very end, with that face coming F- out of the pitch black, we're gonna talk about the face. Yeah, that was terrifying. Um, yeah. So
1: I I understand. Like I said, I understand of every con this movie has that people don't like about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, my only complaint with it is the film grain sometimes gets so insane, where. <laughs> especially when it first started i kind of warmed up to it later but Mm -hmm. you know most people put film grain um to do two things one simulate film maybe they shot it on digital and they want it to look like film you're never going to get that effect of film with a film grain yeah Um, in this case that's not why they're using it Mm -hmm. the other one is to establish time period um because film grain was very prominent on film However, I feel like the film grain is so insane <laughs> on this movie. Like I saw one meme it's like me watching Skin-a-Marine, and it's that you know that lady where she's like kind of hunched over and she's
0: like squinting with the glasses. Oh yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's like
1: that. Yeah, it's like um, when
0: you when you show your mom a meme on your phone. Yeah,
1: that one, that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it gets you. So, I I I warmed up to it and I didn't mind it towards the end, but at the beginning I'm like I don't think any just camera you could buy at Best Buy even had that bad of film grain on it.
0: <laughs> no. you know what well, I mean. Well, I, I didn't mind that at all. I actually thought that was kind of cool. The it's I, like it's overdone, but I think intentionally because it's like
1: it's almost it's, like
0: found footage, well, but yeah. but like not quite. But it's, it's not just, like you said. I yeah.
1: I'm warming up on it because like you said, it feels almost like archived footage. Yeah. Um, yeah. Exactly. So I'm warming up to it, so... You I mean, maybe I think one of turning this the things... into a five-bagger for
0: me. <laughs> well, here, this is another opinion I have about the film grain as well, because um, I think it really helps with the suspense part of it, where, like, yeah. you're looking at, like, a pitch-black frame, and, like, you kind of see shapes in the darkness. Like, mm-hmm. maybe you're, you're looking at a wall,
1: there, and there's things There the were wall. a lot of times where I swear I saw something... No, yes. not like a face or eyes just a shape
2: mm-hmm. and i'm yeah. like
0: is that intentional or is that just my mind no you know? yeah that's one of the things i think the film grain helps with because that's especially true. when you're looking at like when it shows it shows like the doll on the ceiling yeah like that film grain is happening you're like oh shit did i just see its arm move Mm-hmm. And you're not sure if you did or not. And I think, yeah, you, I Am I seeing something moving in the darkness and the film grain. Cause it's like, it's like a noise filter all over the place. It looks like it's constantly moving. It really helps to add that uneasy feeling where you're, where you're never, you're never sure if something is there or not, because you kind of see something moving. You're not sure if you do. And I think that kind of is a really smart play and it works because the movie is so dark. Like all yeah, you end up seeing dark. is that film grain at certain points.
1: Yeah, sometimes it's just, like you're just looking at a film grain effect.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Literally, the final shot is almost that. <laughs> I know, and the, I love the final shot because it's yes. The whole movie you're looking at um, pitch black, and nothing ever really comes of that. Like nothing, um... nothing ever pops out at you really. Right. Yeah. Anything that scares you is already in frame. Yeah. Um,
1: the only time that doesn't is when Kaylee's in the room and that thing, I think it's an arm. I don't know what it was, but it comes out of the closet. Oh god. And yeah. it's like really quick and then we move on to the next scene.
2: Yeah. Um
0: it's messed up.
1: The the other one that got me is the blood splatter towards the end.
0: Oh. Around yeah, yeah. the corner,
1: just a blood splatter. And then mm-hmm. it reverses. Because the first time it does it, it's like a scream. like You could say like a child's scream. Um, so I, you could interpret that as that's one of the kids. I was thinking maybe it was Kaylee when she got grabbed.
0: Oh, yeah. Um,
1: that could be. But, and it will like reverse. And then it blood splats again. And then there's another scream. And then it reverses. But then it does it like four times. But by the end, it's a laugh.
0: <laughs> it's like a <laughs> child's laughter. Yeah.
2: Yeah,
0: <laughs> it sounded well, like that to me too. I was I thought it was crazy, honestly. Yeah, because it goes from screaming
1: to like laughter. Mm-hmm. Now, and I okay, I I'm literally me describing this scene. I'm getting goosebumps, like just <laughs> rethinking it. Yeah. And I know there's gonna be guys like, oh, you guys are pussies. You can't handle this. This isn't scary. But if if you watch this movie and you tell me I was not scared once, I will not believe you. You know Oh that yeah that's what I'm saying. It's like I it's will so understand. visually You're like, terrifying. Oh, it's not as scary as people said, but like no. Like like you, you have to at least feel some level of dread and suspense. Oh, absolutely. I yeah. think I'm calling it right now. Due to the kind of word of mouth, um and how relatively popular it's gotten. Mm-hmm. You know how there's like um i don't really know how to describe mum, but they're sleepover horror movies you know like blair witch was one for a long time like like a movie you watch i mean typically it's like teenage girls um yeah but like movies you watch you're like someone's like oh you, this movie's so scary you know they're in a sleepover let's watch it mm-hmm. um i think skin and marink is gonna be one of those movies Absolutely, yeah, I agree. Especially for like a younger generation who is
2: already uh
0: into shit like cryptids and ARGs (laughs) and all that. Oh yeah, I definitely think if you like that whole creepy pasta scene, like cursed videos, yeah, you you will um, just you will love this movie. It's it's definitely right up your alley.
1: This is a movie that um, Casey. From We're All Going to the World's Fair would watch mm-hmm. on her YouTube channel.
0: I <laughs> was um, thinking
1: that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I feel like there's this new genre of mm-hmm. movies. And I don't exactly know what to call it, but I mean Marink* falls into like nostalgic horror, I guess that's what I'm calling it. Um but it's like these movies that kinda you have to be in the know of like the internet horror.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: to kind of like fully understand and like grasp it um you know like everything everywhere or, oh my god did I just say everything everywhere all at once um, you d- you started to say
2: that yeah <laughs> I, I started to say that
1: I was gonna say we're all going to the world's fair um and I'm not I'm not talking about movies like uh slender you know or like oh, tall god. man where they're just like about cryptids and internet stories but like more just like um i don't really know how to describe it because it's so new Mm -hmm. but like within the last year like i would i would lump uh we're all going to the world's fair and this
0: movie in the same category yeah i know i agree it's it seems like an emerging genre yes honestly
1: yeah and i don't really know how to explain that um and like I would put honestly, I would put like pulse in this genre too. Okay. Um I haven't seen that, that yet. That we're gonna talk about it eventually. Okay. Um, Cause that movie's fucking scary. Um, but that is essentially kind of the idea, It's very almost um Cronenberg y, um, because that movie came out when the internet was really big. Or it just started coming out because it like came out like I think like two thousand, two thousand one. Um mm. so the internet's new. Um, the idea that you can contact anyone from anywhere at any time is a new thing. Uh, holy crap, this is crazy technology. Imagine imagine what you can do with that technology. But what if we transcend <laughs> because we've opened <laughs> this, this dimension, mm-hmm. you know? So what if what, instead of just the internet cyberspace being like, oh, kind of this – technology that we use like to send stuff what if we're like basically opening a can of worms to another dimension and i'm not talking the sense of like scooby-doo in the cyber chase where it's like (laughs) the internet's like a real thing you can go into i i'm talking like our like beings transcending into the next age
2: Mm -hmm. um sure
1: and while that sounds like oh that's pretty cool like the future it's like no to like an empty realm of existence where we just kind of stand around you know (laughs) um we will do pulse eventually okay um, that sounds awesome but so let's talk about the ending and that's how we're gonna end it off sure Um, because holy shit that
0: ending (laughs) um
2: (laughs) All... Isn't
0: that that one line of dialogue where he says, "Can we watch something happy now?" Yeah, that's qu- that's mm-hmm. kind of that's near the ending. That's towards the end. That's like when yeah. he has
1: full control, and we know it's
0: what five hundred seventy-two days, four hundred whatever days. Yeah. Um. So the kid has been. Oh, another they... interesting thing. Um, in the short film, they do that same thing where the text pops up and says however many days, but they call it yeah. sleeps. Oh, so it's like six thousand sleeps like uh it's kind of an i like that almost better than just saying days because yeah it's like a very kid ish yeah like your sleeps you don't think of days right like we're gonna go to grandma's house you should have to wait four more sleeps, sweetie it's yeah right it's very like kind of cute and kiddish and it makes it scarier
2: (laughs) yeah i mean this
0: whole movie is from a kid's perspective oh uh, yeah absolutely yeah um but
1: for those that don't know the skinnamaric ending guarantee you if you go to google images right now and you look up skinamarink that ending final shot is going to be the first thing that comes up
0: oh yeah it's like you the know most it. iconic <laughs> thing
1: yeah um, basically all it is is a black with static and a face i i don't know how to describe the face it's like a person but it's not and there's no really predominant facial features no. Like, I I don't know how to describe it, but it slowly appears. And and he just mutters the words. He just goes, go to sleep.
2: <laughs> and that sent
1: me. I was like, oh, my God. That, like,
0: I'm, like, the hairs are raising, just recalling that. Yeah. On me. It's going to be uh, hard to um, not forget that final image. Yes. It's- and the kid... The kid just asks, "What's your name?" and he doesn't say anything.
1: Yeah, and he's like, "What's your name?" and he doesn't say anything. Just the end. <laughs> it's Like, oh my god, dude!
0: Yeah, it's 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 very awesome. That's another example where the the film grain works really well. Yes, you can barely see the face, and the film grain constantly moving. You can never tell what kind of expression the face has. It's like, it has no defining features about it, but it, it looks vaguely like a face. I'm, it's... okay, I'm gonna be brave, and I'm looking it up. Oh,
1: fuck me. Um, yeah, it's like, it's almost like if you take a mannequin, and you just <laughs> give it a little more detail, but don't give it, like, characteristics. Yeah, yeah. Fuck! I I'm looking at it right now and I hate it. I absolutely hate it.
0: <laughs> it looks so scary. It's just the worst. It's the worst. Fuck me. It's like the scariest thing in the movie and. <sighs> <laughs> I'm looking it up right now, too, and I just can't uh, comprehend it. Like, I'm trying to describe it. Yeah. It is so... It is so scary. (laughs) Like, I almost... I will just tell
1: you, like, I think even if everything we said, like, you're not a fan of this, I would say try it. If you're not vibing with it, turn it off. But I think it is worth it if you are just want to get scared
0: yeah or yeah i mean if it um watch the short film as well, it's like if you don't want to watch a whole hour and a half of it it's it's a, a a condensed version of the movie, and I think it it's more successful because of that it has yeah. a lot of the same imagery as well mm-hmm. um i'm gonna watch it for sure yeah it I would recommend it it's 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 very good as well, yeah, so uh
1: I just want to say I am so glad that you also thought it was scary. Because all today I was like, fuck, what if he thinks it's not scary and it's stupid? (laughs) And then I'm just here peeing myself.
2: (laughs) And you're like, bro, that wasn't
1: even this movie sucks. Oh my god. It's not even scary. And I was like, oh god.
0: So I'm glad you were equally as scared. No, I was. It um, um Yeah, I think my problem with it is just really how it's overly long. Um but i think it's very successful at, at what it's doing yes for sure i um, i
1: agree and you can watch it on shutter because it's a shutter exclusive i believe um or the, i know they like funded it or whatever and that's why it got like a theatrical release okay um, cool so it's on shutter um watch it so you can
0: get on the hype um jump in on yeah. the yes and please um, keep putting weirdo movies like this in theaters. Yes, please. Just if, if you th- say this movie's stupid and no one's gonna watch it, put it in a the theater.
1: That's yeah. Some, that's what an, I'm asking. audience for everything. Of those, of those seventy-year-old white executives at all those film companies, just if you think the movie's garbage, then it's probably decent. Put it in a the theater.
0: You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, give for it a real. weekend. Honestly, do what Terrifier did. Give it a weekend. See what happens.
0: Yeah, no, cut, know? like instead of maybe instead of maybe having twenty screenings of Ant Man versus the Wasp in one day, <laughs> maybe maybe cut it down to fifteen and then have five the- screens where a weirdo indie movie is shown. Maybe. Yes. Maybe try that. Maybe try It Could it. be a good idea. Could be a good
1: idea because everyone wants to see um Marvel character I'm trying to think of one that's not Ant-Man um that's that's current Um, uh She-Hulk
0: no in the cinematic universe dum-dum she is in the cinematic universe what she is part of yeah she's in she exists in the same world as Ant-Man that's a lie alright I'm ending
1: this (laughs) <laughs> um. <laughs> I'm a very patient man, but when you start talking about that stuff, I just
0: lose oh, my mind. Okay, here brother, I'm I'm right with you, especially with the looming DC revolution. Now that James Gunn is on board, I'm like F Marvel, F that whole world. It's going Res- down the tubes anyway. Where Flash Let's just leave it here. behind. Yeah. I'm I wanna, way more excited for The Flash than am any Marvel movie. I'll say that right now. I want to see Michael
1: Keaton with his stupid cowl that he can't even turn his head in.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. No, I, I love I that will, they kept it. I, I will argue for that. I like People make fun of that all the time, but when you watch that movie, it's actually kind of unintentionally genius yeah. because it gives Batman a weird kind of inhuman movement about him. Yeah, where he's like he has to turn his whole body. When you start picking it apart, like logically, like why would Batman? Why would he do this? Why would he have a cow where he can't turn his head? He has to turn his whole body, but like it, it, it does give him kind of a inhuman quality about him. Um, yeah, I don't think they meant that, but that's what happened.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think it was just like, oh shit, he can't move his neck.
2: <laughs> they didn't think of that at all. Yeah. <laughs>
1: all right well that's skinnamarink um go watch it pee your pants like a baby like i did Um, yes and follow us on we have instagram facebook i almost said twitter we don't have a twitter um but i'll make one um and then, if you're watching this on YouTube, we have Spotify, and if you're watching this on Spotify, we also have a YouTube channel. And on our YouTube channel, I also make other videos about fucked up movies, um, so you can yeah. watch those, too. Um, if you want to get real crazy, you know. Um, And yeah, we also have <laughs> Pandora, Samsung, wherever, wherever you can listen to a podcast, pretty much I think we're on. So, nice. I don't even know at this point. So... <laughs>
0: Are we on Apple? No, Apple?
1: maybe not. Maybe not because some for some reason I don't trust. No, I know why because when I applied to it, I had to read a lot of rules, and I said,
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: "Nope." <laughs> that was why I'm like, "I'm not that's fair. <laughs> I'm not selling you my <laughs> my body
0: or my identity, <laughs> Apple." So that's when I was like, "Nope." <laughs> i don't blame you (laughs) watch we just flushed a
1: multi-million dollar deal down the toilet of apple yeah right we could have gotten thousands of
0: listens their their stupid rules
2: (laughs) yeah so follow us wherever we are
1: (laughs) thanks for listening and we'll see you next time